Social Strategy Podcast, episode number 15. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey guys, what is going on? This is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. So this episode is actually a solo episode. That is right. I'm not bringing you a guest right now. I'm actually going to just talk to you about a couple things that I wanted to go ahead and get done. Uh, It's been a while. Actually, the first episode was a solo show, just announcing everything in the launch episode and all that we will be doing. And then from there, it has been a whirlwind, literally, of guests and opportunities and everything that's been going on with the podcast. So it has kept me extremely busy and also kept me from being able to record a solo episode, if I can talk tonight. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to go ahead and get this episode recorded because I've get, I get these questions often. And I teach a couple of classes, private coaching clients that I have. And this one was one that I did for a, a sales group. And I wanted to kind of share this with you. It's all about networking and the steps and skills that you need for evaluating networking. What I'm actually going to do is in the show notes, I'm going to put this entire guide and it's about four pages worth of stuff in the show notes for you guys to have, because I think that this information is vital. So I'm just going to get right into it. So let's go ahead and go. All right. So we were talking about evaluating your skills for effective networking in this class. And this is about to maybe seven or eight sales professionals that, you know, all deal in quite high end sales. They do a lot of networking and they do a lot of events and stuff like that. So I wanted to prepare them for their networking events and for the conferences and trade shows that they attend when it comes to actually establishing those contacts and those relationships and those networks. So before you attend any networking function, professional career conference, whatever it is, it's a good idea, or I would say it's it's really mandatory that you evaluate your skills, what you have to offer, and actually what you're also looking to gain from that actual meeting. You know, during this evaluation, uh, I'm going to try to help you create a roadmap, and that's what this guide is, you know, going to do. Go out to the show notes after you listen to this podcast, read through it, and there's an activity at the end that if you do it, They found it really, really helpful, and I think it's going to help you. So, you know, one of the main things when you're talking about networking is you need to evaluate the skills that you have to offer. You know, the main idea is that you you pay it forward when you're networking with others. You want to basically offer to help. You don't necessarily want to jump right in and go, okay, hey, 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 how can I help you? Um, You know, I do this, I do that. But you do want to make sure that you're able to contribute to whoever it is that you've found to talk to that you've run into or that you've actually targeted to build a relationship with. One of the things is that it is it is really hard to recognize those skills that you have within yourself. And most people just don't do a good job of self-evaluation. So what I always recommend is that you talk to another colleague or someone that you trust that's going to be brutally honest with you about 
where your actual strengths lie. Now, the danger in this is people can be um, sometimes a little overcritical, depending on how well they know you. So when we're talking about someone that's close, they may or may not be able to give you, you know, 100% honest feedback that's not skewed with a personal relationship or something like that. One of the things that I recommend that you do is go out and get StrengthsFinder 2.0. It's one of the things that was a requirement for this class that I taught. And in that book, it's going to tell you the type of person that you are. I recommend that everyone go get that book, buy the book new, because if you buy it used, there's actually a test that will tell you the type of person you are, what your strengths are, and what you should be focusing on. You can't do that with a used book. So you, you know, unfortunately, you do actually have to go out and buy it. There is a deal on Amazon right now. So just go out to amazon.com and pick up a copy of StrengthsFinder 2.0. And if you get a chance, do that before you actually go through this exercise. Exercise. So the first thing that we actually worked on was, you know, talking about networking skills. And there's a whole range of people skills that you're going to need in order to be an effective networker. Virtually anyone can develop those skills. It's not really, really hard to do, but there are some things that you have to do to step out of your comfort zone. So I'm going to go through a little short list of some of the things that we talked about. Uh, one of the things is the ability to approach others. You know, how hard is it for you to strike up a strange a conversation with a stranger and introduce yourself? Do you have difficulty doing that? You know, what about nonverbal communications? That includes eye, eye contact and even how you position your body. You know, how's your posture? These are things that you need to ask yourself when you're thinking about how do I go about networking? What about your facial expressions? Do they match your body language or are your facial expressions kind of awkward depending on the conversation because you're not exactly sure how the person is perceiving you? So one of the things that we actually got into that was really, really interesting was how the tonation in your voice actually goes up and down when you're making a statement. And this was actually a, a part and it. We really got into some deep conversations about this during the training. What people will do is they'll say, so, uh, yeah, I can teach you about Windows XP like they're asking a question. And when they go up on that tonation at the end of a sentence, it shows insecurity. So instead of going up on the tonation in that sentence because it shows insecurity, it's almost like a question. So instead of insecurity insecurity so <laughs> literally making sure that you lower the octave on the last thing that you say because when you lower the octave on the last thing that you say it actually makes a difference in the way that people perceive the conversation i don't know did you guys catch that if you go up on the end of a sentence it makes it seem unsure but when you keep your tone down an octave it comes across a lot more confident or does it come across a lot more confident it's really it's a play in how you deliver content but it is so vitally important when you're actually trying to establish that you know what you're talking about. So we kind of got off on a little rant there and I'll get back into it. So one of the things that I find a lot that happens to people when they're in conversations, especially in a, um, not a sales situation, but a conference situation or a room full of people at a networking event or a happy hour event is they don't know when to interject their thoughts into the conversation. And you have to basically, you, you, you look for cues on when you can step in. Sometimes you actually just have to say, well, excuse me, I want, can I jump in this conversation? That is totally acceptable in a networking situation. And it gives you a chance to introduce yourself, especially if there's a, a small group of people talking. You want to try to maintain, though, a balance of talking and listening. Because what will happen and what I've seen happen, especially with sales types, 
is once they interject and they start talking, they stop listening or they're only listening to be able to respond. And that's just really not where you want to be in this situation. You want to be listening and keeping a balance and making sure that you're having a mutually productive and enjoyable conversation. Now, listening is probably the most important thing when you're networking because what you're going to be able to do, number one, we talked about a little earlier in the training and it's not really covered in this document. But when you're establishing that relationship and that rapport with the people, person's room that you're in, you want to be listening for things that these people are looking for, things that they want, things that are important to them and their challenges. One of the things that I will ask someone, depending on the network networking situation is, hey, so what kind of stuff are you working on right now? Or, hey, what's the most difficult thing that you had to deal with this week? And they may ask, well, why do you ask? And then I can go into a little bit about my skill set and what I have to offer and then turn it back around to them and say, so now that you know a little bit about what I do, what did you have that was difficult to deal with? And then we can get into a conversation because I've asked them a question about, hey, you've got something I want to try to help you with it. This is how I'm qualified to help you with it. Now tell me what it is that's going on. And now we have a connection, you know, back and forth. But I never would have got that if I actually wasn't listening to them and what their actual situation was. Another one of the things that we dealt with in this in this networking uh, training, and it was only an hour. It, it didn't take very very long. It was a, a special little thing that I did, but it was fun. Uh, sales guys are always fun. Sales guys and girls, because there were girls in the room as well. Uh, I went on a little rant about social media. So this is for my social media peeps. I am guilty of it, but it is absolutely <laughs> rude to do. You got to stop tweeting when people are talking to you. It's one thing to say, uh, hey, what's your Twitter handle? And then you look it up on your phone and you guys are both looking it up on your phones to you know, be able to connect online. If you're not in a room full of other social media people, you should preface it with a, hey, do you mind if I follow you on Twitter? I'd love to connect more with you after the event. Most people are going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, what's your Twitter handle? Then you pull out your phone, you go out to Twitter, you find what it is. Or if you're going to Foursquare the person, you go, hey, what's your Twitter handle? I wanted to check in with Foursquare while you're talking to them. You don't just pull out your phone and start going about in your social apps because it's rude. And not everyone is prepared to deal with you staring down at your phone while you're talking to them. And I think it takes away from the conversation. I think it takes away from the rapport because you're not able to engage with each other because you're engaged with your phone. You can't do both at the same time well. So put your phone down, talk to the person that you're with, with the exception of adding them Twitter, checking in with Foursquare, or finding them on Facebook if you guys have connected on Facebook. And, you know, I mean, that's that was kind of the, the end of my rant, but it was like, you know, just just stop it. Stop the touching your phone the entire time you're having a conversation. It, it just really irks me. And it's one of the things I told them not to do, because as I was going through the class, there was a guy on his phone, um, you know, searching through his contacts for people that he could network with at the event that they were going to be going to on LinkedIn. And I'm like, dude, stop. Wait until we finish the training. Then you can develop your game plan and pursue those people, because right now you haven't gone through the the LinkedIn checklist that I put together for sales professionals. So just wait, <laughs> just wait, we'll get to it. It was, it was really funny. He's a great guy though. So another one of the things, and this actually was not the case with these guys, but self-confidence, self-confidence is one of those things that it's, it's hard to do. And it's hard to display self-confidence sometimes 
without coming across as cocky or, um, you know, self-absorbed or like you're just, you know, hot stuff. But you have to be able to let people know that you have expertise, knowledge and skills, plain and simple. A lot of self-confidence has to do with body language and that you know what you're talking about. And if you happen to stumble over a word when you're saying it, not getting flustered, slowing down a little bit, especially when you're talking in a situation and it's a group, just slowing down just a little bit so that you can get your words out. You don't, you know, you don't need to, well, I'm so-and-so and I hold this degree and I've got this designation. Nobody cares. The point is that when you're trying to exude self-confidence, stand up straight, shoulders back, chest out, stomach in. I mean, it is plain and simple body language, head up, chin up, look forward, the whole firm hand shake thing. Eh, you know, I don't know. That's, that's a little more old school than I want to go. But a nice handshake with a warm smile and eye contact will do so much to help establish the fact that you're a confident person and you know what you're talking about. And be ready to talk about your expertise when you're walking into a room. It, it really does help when people feel like you know what you're talking about and that you carry yourself like you're comfortable with yourself. And that's just something that you have to get used to and you have to practice it. And I do urge you guys practice it a little bit in the mirror, you know, kind of get ready before you go out to events because we have a tendency to slump and get comfortable and try not to be noticed a little too much. But depending on the situation you're in, especially if you're in a sales situation or a pitching situation where you're pitching to, you know, investors or whatever you're doing, you you're, you need to hold your yourself up to where these people don't think, oh, what's what's going on there? Why are they so withdrawn and stuff like that? And it gives gives away the wrong message. And the other thing is positivity. You have to be positive. Walk into the room with a big smile, plenty of enthusiasm, and a positive feeling. Get yourself ready for the event. It is really really hard for other people not to be inspired and not to be happy and not to be in a good mood when you've got a smile on your face and you're actually genuinely excited to meet new people. I get genuinely excited when I'm meeting new people in, in a situation. Like when I'm podcasting and talking behind the mic, I literally have a smile on my face, this big grin the entire time. And even when I'm going back and like editing shows, I'm like smiling and the whole time. So, I mean, I love podcasting and love talking to people and it's just something that I'm happy. And hopefully you can hear it in my voice when I'm talking. Well, I'm the same way when I'm networking and when I'm at an event, I like meeting people. I will just walk up randomly and start talking to people and it doesn't bother me at all, but that's me and I'm a little weird, but you have to be happy and positive and not worrying about what happened before or what you're going to do after, but just being present in the moment, I think is the biggest takeaway that you can, you can get from that little rant that I just did about being happy and positive. Uh, be present in the moment. Make sure you, you've got positive energy going. If you need to go to the bathroom before you go into the event, splash a little bit of water in your face, wake up and think about something happy. Listen to that new song that Pharrell has, the whole happy song where he's singing because I'm happy. That's a great song to put you in the mood for going into a networking event. Um, you know, one of the things, though, that you will notice at events, and it, it goes to the whole positive energy thing. I hate to talk about negative stuff, but you will get people that are negative at the event, and they will complain about the event while they're there. Something will set them off. And it doesn't have to be much. Like I was at an event and the wait staff was extremely rude. And it was it was a couple people and apparently they had a really long day. They didn't want to work the event and it showed. 
They were being rude. They weren't taking orders. They were pushing past people. It was it was pretty bad. The event organizer basically said something to the management there, and it was quickly taken care of. They replaced the servers with other people and moved those people to other areas that were not nearly as busy. But after the little ordeal, which didn't last that long, there were a few people kind of peppered out throughout the event that kept talking about how rude the wait staff was. And all it is is a desire to have something to connect with people with. And unfortunately, it is a whole lot easier to talk about something bad that happened and to get other people to chime in. You know, the whole misery loves company thing. It happens at networking events, trade shows and everything else like that. I've been at a couple trade shows where, you know, um, people are talking to other, you know, trade vendors out there and they're talking about, you know, well, this this particular thing is it sucks as far as this product is concerned or like tech conferences you'll go and because someone has a beef with a particular product they're just going on and on and on about how horrible the product is instead of focusing on the good things that they're actually there to learn and it it also happens at networking events so if you find yourself in the situation where you've said more than one negative thing or a negative thing about anything stop for a second remember why you're there and move away from the other person that you're being negative with and go introduce yourself to someone else who's not talking about the situation that you're talking about or redirect the conversation to something positive. It just, it takes away from you and it takes away from the event and the relationship that you form with that person won't be very meaningful because more than likely you won't really connect. You may exchange business cards, but you'll end up talking more about stuff that doesn't matter. And you'll feel like the networking event was a bust. Yeah, it was a nice happy hour to go to, but I didn't really get anything out of it. If you leave a networking event saying that, then you weren't talking about the right things because there's really no reason that if you go to a networking event, it's full of other professionals professionals, other peers that you don't get something positive that you can take away, something that you learn and something that you're able to offer others when you go to an event. So stay on the positive, stay focused on your skill, your trade, whatever it is that you're talking about. One of the other things that you may want to consider is being self-aware. You have to understand your strengths. I don't like to focus on weaknesses because you already know what you suck at. (laughs) You, You just do. You know what you suck at. I know what I'm bad at. I know what I'm not good at. I don't need to sit up and really talk about it because it doesn't serve very much perp in this short podcast talking about networking. It just doesn't serve a point. What we're talking about here is your skill sets, the things that you're good at. So if you're good at starting random conversations about things that are going on in the news, do that. It doesn't take a whole lot to connect with other people at networking events. So just focus on the things that you're good at. And everyone's good at some point in conversation. For instance, one of the things that I've found that I can connect with other people with is sci-fi. Most people will have some type of science fiction something that they're a fan of or some TV show that they like. Something on Netflix, something on HBO, some video game. Speaking of which, Ashlyn, I finally picked up Bioshock Infinite. I will be playing it this weekend. So just wanted to let you know that. You can just randomly ask people, hey, you know, do do you happen to know about such and such? And they'll get into it. Those walls will come down a little bit and you can start finding other things that you have in common. At the end of the show notes, there is an activity and basically it's three different things. The skills you have to offer, jot those down. The skills that you're seeking to gain. So the things that you want to gain from other people when you're talking to them. Trust, just having a conversation with someone else 
for instance, like a hiring manager or, you know, someone like that, that say, for instance, you're, you're online and you're networking and there is a particular job that you're looking at and you're trying to make a connection with a hiring manager. There's a whole list of steps that you do to make that connection with a hiring manager. But just in the conversation, if you're at a live event and you find out that someone's an HR manager or a hiring manager, or they, they're a recruiter, one of the questions that you should ask is like, oh, you're a recruiter. That is an interesting you know, job to have. What's one of the things that just bothers you about candidates when they, when they come to you to apply? I'm pretty sure you've got some good stories. And then just let them go because I know a bunch of recruiters and they all have stories, crazy stories about crazy candidates that came to them about some job or some position. And th- and then just ask them tips. It's like, well, what do you recommend that people do for such and such and such and such? Now, of course, if it is a recruiter or someone like that, that is at the company that you're trying to apply to and you're trying to get to know them, you may just want to just straight out ask, what are the things that you look for in a star candidate? How would I best position myself for an interview there? It's okay to ask those kind of questions. It just it just is. Uh, the other thing in there is to have a goal for your next event. So the next thing that you're going to go to, this actually happened to be the thing that they were doing, but have a goal for your next event. I want to build three meaningful relationships, if possible, at the next networking event that I go to. But however, I actually only shoot for one. If I can make one really good, strong connection at a networking event, then I've done my job. Because that one connection can lead to so many other things. I've been to events and I've made one really solid connection and those people have turned into customers and clients or I've been able to refer them to other people that offer other services just as a way to serve them to make sure that they got what it is that they were looking for if it wasn't something that I could offer and really helped me in being able to achieve the things that I want to achieve because I've helped someone else get what it is that they want. And I think it's Zig Ziglar that said, you, you help another, enough other people get what they want, you'll get everything that you want. It was something like that. And I know I messed up the quote. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes so we can get the correct stuff down there. It is vitally important that you make sure when you're networking that you're contributing to a conversation and that you're contributing value, just like online. It is really no different. So when you're blogging, when you're tweeting, when you're doing stuff on Facebook, whatever you're doing, make sure that you're contributing And I think that's one of the the keys in effective networking and one of the tips that I'd like to leave you with. So with that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Thanks a lot for tuning into the podcast. There have been some awesome, and I do mean awesome, reviews online. I wanted to make sure to thank you guys for some of the reviews that I've been getting online. And a couple of them really, really stand out. And it is just so humbling to get this type of praise from people that I've just got to read you a couple. Okay, so check this one out. This one, this this one (laughs) review is from Toby Soldado from Super Agents Live. Check his podcast out. But it's titled... This is a fabulous show that gets to the nitty gritty. I've interviewed many social media experts from strategists like Cal Goslin with over 250,000 Twitter followers to big brand strategists like Rebecca Raddis of Better Homes and Gardens. I find it impossible to get them to break it down into clear, concise chunks of actionable advice. Somehow, Vern does the impossible and delivers crystal clear info. I need to learn from him. This show is well 
worth the follow. Toby Soldado, host of Super Agents Live. Wow. I like trying not to read that every day. But boy, what type of validation that is for what I'm trying to do. And it it is one of actually, you know what? It is the best review that I've gotten so far online. I have to just laugh every time I see it. Not because it's funny. It's just that it, it is so humbling and I feel so good about being able to actually contribute, getting good guests and breaking down the facts. That is what I've been trying to do. Uh, another one is a, a good friend of mine that I met at New Media Expo. She is so awesome. Uh, it's Melissa Mel's Wilson. Vernon really tries to make episodes valuable by getting the most out of each guest. He tries to ask questions that his audience wants to hear the answers to. Definitely recommend giving a listen. And here recently, Cassie44, thank you so much. Another five-star review. This is a great podcast. I'm so glad I tuned in because the interviews are great. A really great mix of topics, insight, and amazing guests. You know what? I could not ask for more from people and I've got to read a couple, just one, maybe two more from Stitcher. Uh, This one is actually from John Lee Dumas, uh, entrepreneur on fire, which I was just floored when he posted a review to my podcast. This podcast rocks with content and action packed info. Love it. So I guess I was doing pretty good for, you know, John Lee Dumas to actually comment on my podcast. I really, really appreciate that one. And there's just so many more. Like I said, guys, I cannot express how thankful I am for you guys taking the time to review and rate and subscribe to the podcast. But I need more. I do need more ratings, reviews, and people subscribing to the podcast. Um, the more reviews you have in iTunes and Stitcher, the more subscriptions you have in iTunes and Stitcher, the better your show does, the higher it is up there, the more people see it and the more information we can get out to people that need this information because people need this information. There's so much good social stuff out there, business advice, and I want to try to get it out to as many people as I possibly can to remove any excuses from staying where you are and not pursuing your dreams. So that's why I ask for reviews and ratings every show, because I want to be able to get this show out to as many people as possible. And remember, guys, this content is free, and these guests come on for free, and they contribute their knowledge for free. And a lot of the stuff that they talk about, people actually pay for. Definitely make sure to check out the podcast, rate and review us if you have not had a chance, and I really do appreciate it. Um, Coming up in April, I'm going to be speaking at um, University of Missouri-St. Louis Digital Conference. I'm going to be co M-C-E-E-M-C is how you spell it. M-C with uh, Edward Domain. He's a local guy here. Really great guy. Uh, I'll also put some information in the show notes about that event. Really happy. Really excited. Very, very fortunate to have been asked to do that. If you're in St. Louis, you definitely need to check out UMSL's Digital Media Conference. It is great. Perry, Drake, thank you so much for considering me, offering me that opportunity. So guys, definitely make sure to check out UMSL's Digital Media Conference. That is UMSLDigitalConference.com. You need to attend this event. It is on April 2nd, and there are a ton of companies there. APB, Audible, Bonfire, CNN, CNN, person from CNN is going to be there. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Google, IBM, Locker Dome, 
local guys, of course, Techly, Nielsen, Proficient, Yahoo, Twist. There's just, everybody's going to be there. There's no reason that if you're in digital, you don't attend this event. You just have to. So make sure you check it out. UmsaldigitalMediaConference.com. So honored to be co-emceeing this with Edward Domain from Techly. I hope to see you guys there. And with that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and sign out. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Let's do it. My hand will bless your